Shalom, shalom. Welcome to JTJ on Air. JTJ teaches podcast that explores exciting, fun, and interesting aspects of Jewish culture, Jewish traditions, and Jewish religion. We also look into some of the global and local events impacting Jews around the world and connect with some incredible guests along the way. Thank you for joining us on this amazing journey. Lauren Isaacs is the 24-year-old director of Herut Canada and identifies herself as a devoted and unapologetic Zionist. She describes Herut as a grassroots activist movement that aims to reclaim Zionism from its enemies and to achieve true social justice by dispelling prevailing myths through education in the classroom, in seminars, and on the street in counter-protests. She sees an opportunity to change misguided and misinformed thinking in every encounter with anyone who will engage her. She's committed to educating the public about the state of Israel and the Middle East conflict, to correcting and to dismantling the pervasive misinformation and distortions being disseminated by the progressive Jewish left and by anti-Semitic and anti-Zionist groups. Since the taping of this interview, Lauren Isaacs has definitely demonstrated her convictions in that she has made Aliyah, that is immigration, to Israel. Join me in my conversation with Lauren Isaacs. Shalom, shalom, and welcome to jteach.ca. Um, here we are on JTeach on Air, and we are talking with Lauren Isaacs, who is the director of Herut Canada. Hi, Lauren. Hi, good to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Why don't Thank we start off? Thank you for off... having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Why don't we start off? Why don't you tell us just a little bit about Herut Canada and Herut International before we get into some more particulars? Sure. So Herut uh, is World Herut, Herut Canada. It, we're an unapologetically Zionistic organization. We're Zionist educators, activists. We run seminars and workshops. Uh, we attend the protests and the counter-protests. We're in the universities and high schools, and we're really teaching people about Israel, the inalienable connection between uh, Jews and the land of Israel, um, our rights to the land of Israel, debunking uh, myths and lies, and all sorts of great stuff like that. Sounds amazing. Uh, really important work as well. Things that are definitely needed these days. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit about how you got involved personally? Uh, sure. Well, I personally uh, went to Israel for the first time when I was 20 years old and I fell in love with the country. And I knew that I wanted to, you know, dedicate my life to Israel uh, from then on. Uh, so I came back from Israel and I started working with another Israel advocacy organization, actually. And I worked with them. And then uh, I met some uh, one of the directors in England of Herut. And uh, he kind of recruited me to come work for Herut. And uh, it was a great opportunity at the time. And uh, I love their ideology and, and what they were doing with unapologetic Zionism. So I came on board. Wow, that sounds great. My, my first time to Israel as well was at 20 years old, but... I stayed for a few oh, no years way. and then came back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what exactly are some of the things that you're working on here in Canada to get that um, connection or bring people to that realization that Israel should be the homeland of the Jewish people? Or is, right. I'm sorry, I mean, or should be. 
<laughs> oh, yes, it absolutely is. It's the eternal homeland. And we're really trying to stress that point. You know, Zionism has become a dirty word, unfortunately, uh, because we've let our opponents kind of rewrite the narrative um, and rewrite history. But Zionism is our national civil rights movement as a Jewish people. And it's moral and it's ethical. And we're very proud of it. And we need to start connecting young, uh, the youth of today with Zionism, with their Jewish identities, with their, Zionist, uh, with their Zionistic identity. This is all very important. I mean, uh, the land of Israel is it, the, it, the Jewish people's eternal homeland. And that's something that uh, we shouldn't forget. We shouldn't take it lightly. So you mentioned that we need to educate people about Zionism and the fact that Israel is our eternal homeland as Jews. How do you answer those people when they start talking about, well, I'm not anti-Semitic, I'm just anti-Zionist, and it's not anti-Jewish to say that I'm against Israel? Sure. So, I mean, realistically, when people say that, it's coming from more of a place of emotions rather than facts and knowledge. Uh, as we know, the, there are three tenets of Judaism as, as uh, uh, you know, an observant Jew, there are three tenets of Judaism. It's God, the Torah, our Bible, and the land of Israel. So to suggest that anti-Zionism, being against Zionism, is not being against Judaism, it's asinine, right? It's a fallacy. It's not true. And um, it's, it's akin to someone saying, I'm not a misogynist. I just don't like women. I'm not racist. I just don't like black people. I'm not against Jews. I just don't like Zionism. It's an inherent part of who we are. So to not like it is, is, you know, to disavow us of our rights to self-determine as a Jewish people. Right. So I know, I know uh, I have an acquaintance who is actually a strong advocate, a non-Jewish person, and he's a very strong advocate of recognizing that Jews are the indigenous people of Israel, not, you know, itinerant, not someone who came by one day and said this is a nice place to live but we've been there from time immemorial and he equates it with the first nations in canada where their indigenous people follows the same rules in israel how the jews are the indigenous people of israel do you have any thoughts about that uh first of all i think i know who you're talking about and he's amazing <laughs> and yes i i agree with that um the jews are the indigenous people of the land of israel we we were that was our home. That's why we're called Jews, right? Because we come from Judea. Um, so it's absolutely our homeland. And it's very difficult nowadays where, where the narrative is being rewritten as if we're some sort of uh, land stealers where it is our homeland. We are the one and only people there. And, um, and this goes back thousands of years. I'm not talking about modern day. I mean, thousands and thousands of years ago, we were in the land. So it's very upsetting that a lot of people don't know that now, don't recognize it, and they buy into a false narrative that we aren't Indigenous, because we absolutely 100% are. Right, I find it falls into that category of history for some people as a matter of convenience. The truth <laughs> of history is only yeah. what they want it to be, right? They exactly. don't recognize yeah. that, yeah. So I think that is also an extremely important piece. Um, why, why don't you tell us a little bit as an example of these um, people who are out there not recognizing that there are others in the world who have rights just as they do. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened at York University with the Israeli soldiers visiting? Oh, right. And this is a great, very transparent example 
of the anti-Semitism and the anti-Israel bias that exists on university campuses all across North America nowadays. So Hirut Canada, myself, we brought some former Israeli soldiers to speak about their lives and their experiences and their thoughts on anti-Semitism at the university. Um, and basically, as you know, all uh, all Israeli citizens are um, so there, there's mandatory conscription, right? So they all go into the army, meaning all Israelis are pretty much former soldiers. So we just brought Israelis to speak about their experiences. And the anti-Israel faction went crazy. They really showed their anti-Semitic colors by chanting, you know, Intifada, Intifada, which is a call to death, the death of Israelis um, in support of terrorism. They chanted from the river to the sea, you know, the Hamas chant to cleanse the land of Jews. Um, they really tried to disrupt our event several times. We had to have so many cops and policemen there. Uh, we really couldn't get through a single event you know, just of Israelis speaking about their personal experiences because the other side wouldn't have it. They just didn't want to allow Israeli and Jewish voices to be heard on campus. Mm -hmm. So that's a very serious instance. I mean, when universities start picking and choosing what's allowed and not allowed and allowing something from one group and then not allowing it from another group, regardless of religion or creed or, or belief, it's obviously a form of prejudice, except we have a specific name for, for Jews where we call it anti-Semitism where some people are saying now um, we should get rid of that name altogether and call it what it is an anti-Jewish. Exactly it is it is age-old Jew hatred that's what it is. Mm. Yeah a very serious thing um, and something we need to work towards uh, to, to get out of there and I know that <clears throat> recently um, there were some people at an event we both supported were attended at and presented at, where they said, uh, somebody said, we really need to start pulling the funding. Uh, the Jewish funders need to start pulling the funding from universities, organizations that do that. Exactly. I, I agree with that. I mean, people respect uh, the money. So when the money stops, you know, sometimes policy changes need to be made. And I don't know how else we're going to pressure these large, large institutions to stop, you know, festering and encouraging this anti-Semitism on their campuses. Right. So what is, other than following the money, so to say, um, what is your, I guess, personal or organizational plan in the near future of steps that you want to take in order to work towards eliminating this anti-Semitism on campus? Right. I mean, it, that's, it's such a big question and it's so difficult. Um, but we are trying to, you know, do these programs. We're trying to get into universities, high schools, run seminars. Um, we really want to stress the connection between Jews and their Jewish identity because that's where Zionism does start. That's also an important component of all this. Um, so, and it's really important that people understand the history. Uh, it's hard to defend something that you don't understand. And a lot of people don't know the history of any of the land of Israel, the people who were involved, you know, the wars, any of that stuff. It's all very important to the Jewish people, to Israelis. We need to be educating, educating, educating. And being a loud and proud activist, you know, we can't uh, hide, we can't be apologetic. We need to wave the Israeli flag wherever and whenever we get the chance. Do you find that some of the organizations out there, not to say anything negative about them, but uh, in order to get their message across and in order to get funding, um, they have to walk a fine political line between what they can say and what they can't say, uh, or they face losing support. 
uh, and they feel their message is going to get across best if they're getting along with more people. So, you know, how yeah. do you see Heru Canada different from that in terms of its organizational structure? Uh, so, thank God, you know, we don't, at Heru Canada, we always say we're not, you know, fancy. We don't care about the, the galas and the huge money. And most of us are, are just volunteers. Um, but the important thing is the message, getting Zionism out there. Uh, we don't care to, you know, be politically correct if it compromises the integrity of the movement. What's more important is the truth, is the facts, is promoting uh, Zionism, is promoting Israel, is uh, showing students and young people that it's okay to be uh, proudly Jewish. And uh, we don't care, you know, if donors pull money or are offended because this is the truth. This is what's important. We have to stay true to the message. Right. Well said. And, and I agree. Absolutely. Why should we be afraid of saying the truth? I mean, the truth is, what was it Chrétien said? The truth is the truth is the truth. So, if <laughs> exactly. this is, you know, if it's true, why should we hide it? Why should we bury it under rhetoric? Uh, it should be something that we're stating outwardly and proudly. Now, I wanted to ask exactly. you, you mentioned that with Heru Canada, you wanted to get into... Um, schools and get educating students. Now, it's one thing to be in Zionistic schools where they accept Israel as a homeland and they actively promote it and support it. What about the public schools, though? I mean, I work with a couple of organizations and we're now facing challenges um, from some of the schools where they're saying, well, you're proselytizing, you're trying to um, make the Jewish kids orthodox, you're trying to convert the non-Jewish kids, and it's not just about good messages. I would expect that, you know, when you go into a school and you're trying to teach them about being Zionistic and how Israel is the holy land of the Jewish people and belongs to the Jewish people, you're, you're actually walking even more of a, of a minefield when you get into that. So what do you think uh, yeah. might be some of the ways of convincing those schools to allow you to come in? Absolutely. That's, that is a challenge. Uh, we found that as well. But uh, when they say, you know, proselytizing, I say that that's crazy. That's ridiculous. It's not proselytizing at all to, to teach that, you know, Hamas is a terrorist organization that's wreaking havoc in the Middle East right now. You know, that's just a, a fact. We're teaching geopolitics. We're teaching current events. We're, we're teaching uh, history. We're not teaching anything, you know, necessarily taboo. And we shouldn't allow other people, again, to write the narrative that this is controversial or that this is a, a taboo thing, because it's really not. They teach the civil rights movement of, of uh, you know, African-Americans uh, in schools. Zionism is a civil rights movement of the Jewish people. It's just another facet of history that we need to be teaching. Uh, and we need to keep it to, you know, the basics and the facts. And we're not trying to convert anyone. God forbid, you know, in Judaism, we don't believe in that. Um, but we believe in, in teaching and educating and making sure people have all the information to make an informed decision. And that's how we approach it. Right. <clears throat> Which makes perfect sense to me. Uh, but there are still those <laughs> out there that need convincing. So I think we all need yeah. to work on those people to make sure they understand exactly what the premise is. I, th I think a lot of oh, those yeah. assumptions that are being made, and they are assumptions, um, are being made by people who, who presume to know something about Judaism, to presume to know something about specific organizations and say that those organizations are counter to our values. Because if you really don't understand and you listen to the wrong people, 
then you're going to sit out there and you're going to go, okay, you can't come in, you can't be involved, you can't be part of this, uh, and there's really no basis for it. Exactly. I, I love when there are organizations that say Israel goes against our Jewish values. You know, it's, it's just almost, it's almost laughable uh, because it's, it's showing that they don't know anything about Judaism. They don't know anything about the land of Israel or the history. Uh, you know, it's, that's why we're here, that we desperately need to educate these people. And you hit upon something that I'm pretty sensitive about as well, when people are saying that, uh, well, we don't allow this because this portion of our population doesn't agree with it, when it's Jews talking about Judaism. So here you have someone complaining about being a minority and being persecuted, who then turn around and identify or establish a minority within the minority and persecute them and hold things against them. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think they're doing anything to further our, our cause whatsoever. Uh, I think it's coming from a place of selfishness and pride that has no place in this. I mean, we have people from all different denominations who are involved in, in Zionist movements and Zionist activities. And we may disagree on certain theological elements when we talk from the Reconstructionist or Reformed or Conservative or Orthodox. Uh, but the one thing that all of those denominations and people who interpret Judaism in different ways uh, believe is that Israel is our country. It is who we are. It's part of us as a people. And it's, and it's very much needed for, for our people. Exactly. Exactly. And, it, and we, have a right, we have a right to it. We have uh, and it, it, this, this right uh, based in whatever, it, wherever you're coming from, if you're coming from a religious place, a biblical place, a historical place, a divine place, a military place, you know, an economic place, uh, a, a legal resolution place, the land of Israel does belong to us and we need to educate about, uh, you know, the current events going on surrounding that. Right. So I wanted to mention, because I don't want to forget um, before we sum up, I, I did notice that you have a new initiative with Daniel Boardman, um, a Zionist tutoring, an in-home uh, yeah. thing. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I'm very uh, lucky to be working with the amazing Daniel Boardman. He's fantastic. Um, and yeah, basically we see a need in the community. We see a niche where people don't know where to get the information about Israel, about Zionism, the basics, Israeli history, you know, the basics of debunking the most common lies about Israel. People want the information, but they don't know where to go to get it. So we are offering those basic classes to intensively teach people what they need to know, everything about Israel and everything about, uh, you know, the conflict and how to debunk the lies and, and what to say when they hear certain things. So we see this as an important initiative that hopefully high school kids and their parents will get involved with and we can kind of disseminate the message from house to house really getting into the nitty-gritty and answering all the questions that people have nowhere to go uh, to get answered right very interesting approach you know, go to them in their homes parlor meetings so to speak and, exactly uh, where they're comfortable exactly. as well We're Exactly. And we're excited about it. And we spend the time with them and they can ask whatever they want. You know, it's, uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question and it's interactive and we are, we're excited to be doing this. Very good. Sounds fantastic. Uh, I just want to ask as well. So, you know, I know I asked you a few questions here um, and I, I'm sort of directing the conversation, but if there was one thing that you wanted to get across to the listeners 
if there was one thing that you wanted to say that you feel like perhaps we haven't covered or something that's really at the core of what you do, what would that be? I would say uh, in this culture of, you know, political correctness and postmodernism right now, people are afraid to stand up and be who they are. People are afraid to be Zionist. People are afraid to love Israel and be proud Jews out in the open. And I think that's terrible. Everyone should be an openly proud Jew. Everyone should love Israel and wave the flag with pride and security. You know, um, I just want people to know that it's okay to love Israel and it's okay to know why you love Israel. And if you don't know, to seek answers about that. And we're here to help. Um, but yeah, you know, there's too much, uh, there's too much of being a apologist nowadays. We need to be unapologetically Zionistic. We need to say, we love Israel and we don't have to necessarily justify that to anyone. It is our homeland and we're proud of that, you know? So I, I hope people, uh, really stand up and see that other people are rising up and saying we love Israel and they can too. And then one final question. Um, can we expect an announcement at any point of a mission to Israel led by Herut Canada? Ha, I hope so. Stay tuned. It's, it's in the works. Stay tuned. Okay, <laughs> I'll be doing be suspense great. on that one. Okay, fantastic. Uh, is there anything I didn't cover that you maybe wanted to address? Any points you wanted to get across? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was uh, pretty good. Uh, th uh, I really appreciate you having me. This was a great conversation. Oh, no, I appreciate it wholeheartedly. I knew I wanted to have you on. It was just a matter of timing. So um, thank mm. you very much for joining us. And I'm sure that uh, a lot of, a lot of, I hope there's a lot of listeners out there who will uh, actually learn something from this as well and start maybe thinking a little bit differently when they listen to it and not accepting just the common verbiage out there about Israel and anti-Zionism. Exactly, exactly. And they can feel free to contact me at any time if they want to talk further about it. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, people can email uh, JTeach if they want, Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at jteach.ca, and I'll pass along the information, and I'll post something on our website that connects um, to Lauren so that if you want to speak with her, you can connect with her directly. Excellent. Thank you so right. much. Thank you, Lauren. Have an awesome day. All the best. Thanks. You as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of JTeach On Air. The opinions expressed by guests of this show are solely their own, and their appearance on the show does not imply endorsement by JTeach or JTeach On Air. To keep up to date with JTeach, be sure to check out our website and our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Please consider supporting this podcast by making a donation through Patreon.com. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. Shalom, shalom.